Hello and welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, long-term resident of Seoul, South Korea, and of course, your guide to the world of Korean skincare. Today's episode is brought to you by Style Story, where you can shop, learn, and explore the world of Korean beauty at stylestory.com.au. So guys, I will just give you the heads up now that this week there will be no Thursday episode, Uh, but what I'm going to do instead is I've just realized that the radio segments that I have been doing have actually been put into podcasts as well. So what I'll do is on Thursday, I will actually share the link to one of our episodes. So if you are feeling a little bit of withdrawal for whatever reason, if you know, you don't want to miss an episode twice a week, I will share that on my social media and you can actually go and listen to that in case you're interested. Uh, we're going to do a fun segment this week, uh, on Wednesday. So I will just share whatever we do on, uh, TBS EFM here in Korea with you guys on my social media. So you can listen to that. Uh, but basically I am just uh, a little bit snowed under at the moment with work and we're getting into a really, really busy season. So unfortunately that has sort of just uh, taken its toll on me a little bit and I am running out of time. So there will be no extra episode on Thursday. I will just let you know that straight up. So I apologize in advance if, uh, you know, that is something that you really like listening to. I will try my best to have two episodes for you for next week. But for today's episode, which is, of course, our news headlines, I've got a couple of different things that are happening in the news this week. And one of the first ones that I thought was a little bit interesting, considering last week we were talking about the expo, was that a lot of people have been complaining about the lack of visitors at the K-Beauty Expo. So If you listened to the show last Thursday, you might recall me saying, look, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like there weren't that many people there. Well, it turns out it wasn't just me. Uh, I was obviously there over the weekend and the weekend is not always as busy as the weekdays. Like, I I mean, I've certainly done expos in the past before where I've actually been there the four full full four days. Uh, So I've had a sort of way better sense of how many people were there, who was there and all that stuff. But this time I was only there for the one day. So I sort of was like, I don't know whether this is just my feeling, but it definitely seems like there's hardly anyone here. It turns out it wasn't just me. Lots of people (laughs) were complaining. Uh, particularly the companies obviously that operated the booths and opened booths because they are the ones that have spent a lot of time, money and effort to get their booths set up for the expo. It is actually no mean feat to have a really schmick looking booth at a beauty expo like this. You've got to create all the stuff. If you can't make it in-house, you need to outsource it to someone who can put all the shelving and displays and everything like that together and make it look really, really good. Uh, And there's always a really wide variance between booths that people have obviously spent a ton of time and money on and others that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's just a brand new beauty brand. They don't have a whole lot of money uh, or, you know, whatnot. And there's an obvious difference in the amount of time and effort that people have been able to put into their booths. So if they, they have gone to all of that trouble, you 
would be hoping <laughs> that there'd be a lot of people there that you can show your stuff to, that you can talk to, maybe try and sign a few deals and things like that. And that apparently did not happen. So uh, people had anticipated that it may be a little bit more difficult to get a lot of people to the event because of COVID-19, but that turned out to apparently have been very correct. Uh, and the news reports I saw said that on the first day, there were visitors at a certain level, but then on the second day, basically, it was just empty booths. Uh, and a lot of people were saying that that is the first time they've ever seen it that bad. Some people were saying they're going to skip it next year because of how bad it was this year. Other people were saying, you know, they regretted opening a booth uh, because the expectations just fell so far short of what the organizers of the event were saying. Uh, so, a lot of dissatisfaction around uh, just in general with a lot of different people. Some people were saying, oh, there was hardly any Chinese buyers there. And even though we know sales to China are down, they should have invited more Chinese buyers. Some people were complaining about the quality of the buyers, you know, that they don't actually do a lot of trade in cosmetics. So why were they there? Why is the government paying money for this? Basically, just a whole lot of people having a whinge. Uh, so there you go. Uh, it turns out, unfortunately, I was a little bit on the money with that one. Uh, so I don't know what that means in terms of expos and events next year. I'm not sure whether this will put people off. Maybe I'm a little bit put off personally, uh, but I think it really depends. I think it's to be expected to a certain extent just because of how expensive travel still is for a lot of people. There are still just restrictions that make it annoying for people to leave their country and go and do things like this. So, you know, obviously people had been expecting a certain amount of reduced attendance, but not to the level it actually was. So that is unfortunate. I feel really bad for the people that were there exhibiting, uh, but that made it into the headlines. So there you go. Uh, in a little bit of more upbeat news, there is a potential new ingredient being looked into to help with dermatitis. And this is an extract from a native freshwater plant here in Korea. It's called Jom Kenat Nengi. Oh, sorry, Jom Kegat Nengi, which I've never heard of before. I don't even know if there is an English translation for this, but they have been looking into researchers at the Nak Donggang National Institute of Biological Resources have been looking into its ability to relieve chronic inflammation and atopic dermatitis. And the initial results that they are getting from their studies have confirmed that it looks like there are anti-inflammatory effects for this particular plant extract. Uh, and in particular, they have found that it inhibits the production of chemokines TARC and MDC that can cause atopy. Uh, and basically they are objective indicators of the severity of atopic dermatitis. Uh, and also having these chemokines increases uh, the expression of atopic dermatitis lesions. All of this is still in its infancy at the moment. The testing results were only conducted on mice. So still a long way away from having products on the shelves and whatnot. But uh, as always, I'm very keen to see what is being done 
what is being looked into for you know particular skin issues and things like that and it looks like this one is showing some early signs that it might be a good fit for people with dermatitis which as a person with dermatitis makes me very happy to hear so keep your ears out for more updates on this one uh, but I think the company would probably be planning on registering for a patent if everything works out really well and they can actually commercialize this but at the moment it is still just in the research stage so that's what was in the news headlines. Now, the other one that I was very excited to see is that Jello skin is emerging as a new K beauty trend. So I have been banging on about jelly jelly skin uh, for years, and jelly versus Jello, the difference is just one between what we call it in England and Australia. Uh, probably, I, I'm not sure. People from New Zealand, South Africa, you'll have to let me know. Do you guys call it Jelly as well, or is it Jello there? Jello is the brand name of. Uh, how would you even describe jello or jelly to someone that doesn't know about it it's like a sweet thing that you make by dissolving like sugar in water and then setting it in the fridge and it's really jiggly and bouncy and basically you know the jello or jelly skin trend is all about having firm and elastic skin uh, and the news headlines were reporting that this is totally blown up on sns which is what we call social networking services here like tiktok and youtube and they're calling it the next generation k-beauty trend uh, how it is different from uh, other trends, I guess. The key point of it is that it's based on an overall lifestyle to care for the skin. It's not just about makeup. So what is happening is that the beauty industry is targeting consumers by launching various moisturizing products for firm, healthy skin. Uh, and they were talking about lots of different things that can help to give you jello or jelly skin, uh, including inner beauty, which is really trending at the moment, featuring things like glutathione. Uh, I know we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, that edible glutathione is really taking off here at the moment. Uh, so that's one way. Obviously, all of the moisturizing products, which is really what our brand concept was for Jelly Co., was to try and pack all of these products full of hydration so that you can get that really bouncy, soft, translucent skin uh, that, you know, jiggles when you touch it like a piece of jelly. So our cherry blossom sleeping mask, bubble tea steam cream, even dewy glaze toner to a certain extent are all designed to get that look for your skin. Uh, they were also talking about the importance of sleep for having really nice elastic looking skin. Uh, and so there's a bunch of companies that have uh, released products edibles that are designed to help you uh, make the most of your sleep. Obviously, sleeping masks do the same thing as well to improve uh, the the edibles are to improve the sleep quality function. And then obviously what you're putting on your skin overnight is designed to make the most of your skin's golden time. So the time when your skin does the bulk of its repairing overnight between about 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Uh, so the importance of making sure that you're asleep then as well. So lots and lots of different things going on in the headlines this week. Some a bit of bad news, uh, a bit of potentially good news, and then just a bit of fun news. So that was rounding out the, the bulk of the headlines. Now for our question of the week, I have a little bit of a... Um, 
an anti-question? Is that what I'm going to call it? Like a reverse question? So apparently, um, I keep getting sent emails that our team is receiving from people asking if we can help them buy medical devices or recommend like home medical devices to do things like HIFU, the high intensity, uh, high intensity frequency ultrasounds, some of the products uh, and things like that that we've been talking about on the show, other companies wanting us to like help them export that. So, uh, guys, that is not something that I can actually do. That our that our business style story can actually do. We're not uh, in the business of medical equipment. We don't make these products. We don't sell them. Uh, so I can't help you guys with any of that sort of thing. A lot of those kind of trends that we talk about on the show is really more just of an FYI. Uh, if you want to go and buy the equipment, you will have to go and speak to the companies that make it. Uh, or, you know, if you're interested in at home devices and things like that, I guess, see and go and check out what is on the market. But I just wanted to kind of flag that because my team has been sort of saying to me, where are all these emails coming from? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I mentioned it on the podcast and uh, we've been having a little bit of a chuckle because they're like, uh, some, some of our team members are like, what is this? Is this thinking it's something totally different? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's that high intensity frequency laser. And they're like, ah, oh, why are people asking us about that? I'm like, I think that might be my fault. Uh, so we don't sell any of them. We can't really help out with that kind of thing. Really, really sorry about that. Um, so if you are interested in them, hopefully you can find uh, someone that can help here i'm more just giving the information as an fyi for what's trending and popular here at the moment the kind of procedures that people are going to do the kind of procedures that you can easily get done here if you come uh, and in a whole bunch of other countries but i am not the lady with the machines unfortunately uh in for our segment about new releases we don't actually have any new new products at the moment uh because again once again there are all sorts of problems with the supply chain uh, which i won't bore you with the details of but going into christmas and new years this year i think just be aware that it is a potential possibility that people will run out of stock. There are a lot of problems in the supply chain uh, and a lot of the post offices and agencies are taking all sort of preemptive countermeasures to try and prevent having a backlog at Christmas. And that is having that is meaning that as of like September, October already, we are running into problems. Uh, so no new releases. But I, what I thought I might share is the three best selling products basically at the moment that are trending at the moment this week. Uh, the first one is Kahi's Wrinkle Multi Balm. This product has been going off. It is very, very popular. Uh, Kahi has made a really big name for itself thanks to all of the product placement that it has been doing, uh, particularly on dramas and things like that. And this is their hero product, the one that really launched the brand. Uh, I think at last, last time I checked, they'd sold something like 15 million units, something really wild like that so this product very very popular uh, people are asking for reviews of it people are asking if it works this is one of the most 
popular products at the moment. Uh, I use it. I like it. It does work. It doesn't fix everything, but I can definitely recommend it as a product, particularly for people heading into winter. Uh, I think you will absolutely love this one. I used it a lot last winter as well. The second best selling product at the moment in use that may not shock anybody is Jellico Bubble Tea Steam Cream. This is our hero product. Uh, this one, again, uh, people just, when they buy it, most people come back for a second jar. When people try it, most people come back and buy the full size. This product has just been so, so popular. It's not for absolutely everyone. I think it does work best for people that have either dehydrated, dry, dull, or lackluster skin. If you have full on oily skin, it's probably going to be too much. You might be able to use it at night uh, as a night cream with a really, really thin layer. It's very hydrating because it's got an oil in cream formula. That means it really doubles or triples even in place of your oil, your serum, and your moisturizer. You can pretty much just cut all of those out if you need to and just use this. Uh, so that one, of course, um, has been selling very well all year, but that is the in the top three this week. The other one rounding out the top three is Cosrx's Advanced Snail Mucin Essence another really, really popular product that has gotten a lot of buzz, particularly in Australia lately. Uh, so many people are talking about it. People are, you know, saying it is their fix all product. Uh, a lot of people absolutely swear by it. Uh, so I guess if you haven't already tried that one, uh, m maybe one to add to your list. I know most people out there will have tried it before. I certainly have. Unfortunately, even though I have dry skin, it was not a good fit for me personally. Personally, this one made me break out really badly uh, because I'm also acne prone. So I haven't been able to use it for years, but that was uh, the top three on our list this week. So if you haven't tried any of them, that's what everyone else is grabbing at Style Story at the moment. Now, we also had a whole bunch of new Korean beauty product reviews. The first one was for Applebee's Noni Serum. And this was a five-star review. And our reviewer said, happy customer. I've used this almost every day since I received it, even on the days I'm in a rush. Skin feels nice and hydrated. Since incorporating this with a few products from Style Story, I can no longer say I have combination skin. It's so much more balanced. I've also used this for a DIY mask serum too and it works great. Uh, that is amazing to hear that you have managed to balance the skin. That is literally half the battle with combination skin. It can be very finicky uh, to try and get it all sort of even, particularly when you're dealing with some really different product uh, problems on different parts of the face. Uh, I, I know for a fact when I'm dealing with my dermatitis that that can be quite frustrating because you've got patches that you kind of need to avoid. And combo skin is kind of the same. If you've got a really, really oily area, then you don't really want to load that up with the exact same products that you will have, you will put on really dry cheeks, for example. So balance is the key. Really glad to hear that that product has helped. We also had a review come in for Purito Centella Green Level Recovery Cream. And our reviewer said, love it. Cleared up my sensitive skin after using expensive skincare that reacted horribly with my skin. It smells lovely and herby. Very happy to hear that you have found something that helped. There is nothing worse than that feeling. I just, uh, uh, 
I do everything I can to avoid it. I hate that. Um, we also had another review come back from one of our Testers Club members who was trying out Nine Lesser's Magic Nine Fill Up Silk Hair Treatment. And she said, it smoothed and tamed my hair. This was a nice product to use on my dry and frizzy, unruly hair. It smells quite pleasant, similar to conditioner. I didn't notice too much when I put it into my wet hair and while it was drying, but was really happy the next day. I woke up to soft curls and less frizzy, much better behaved hair. Very happy with the results and think this is an excellent product for the price. So thank you very much for sharing your honest review. That's really good feedback. There you go. So don't expect anything on the first day, but the next day things will be a little bit more manageable. Great. I think that's very, very helpful to know. So thank you very much to our Testers Club reviewer. For our recommendation of the week, I have one that I didn't actually put the name to the artwork for a very long time. So I'll give you a little bit of context. There are some really beautiful murals, like wall paintings around Korea, uh, but particularly in Seoul that feature African-American women wearing traditional Korean hanbok. And I finally managed to work out who the artist is, and he's actually really famous. His Instagram handle is Royal Dog with two wise so r o y y a l d o g and he is uh, an, a man by the name of shim chung Chan Young, sorry, Shim Chan Young, uh, goes by the name of Chris Shim. Uh, and basically, this is what he's famous for. He is famous for his photorealistic murals. Uh, he started gaining recognition back in 20 sec- uh, 2016 for his murals that feature things like rap icons and multiculturalism in the States. It turns out he's actually studied in Perth, in Australia, for a while. Um, but he has a collection on Instagram of the work that he's done photos of it and he's also got his own website which I'll link in the show notes which is royaldog.com again with the two Y's in royal uh, and he even has one of Rihanna wearing humbuck and also Michelle Obama but they are beautiful they are absolutely beautiful I've snapped a lot of pictures of his stuff just walking around the city but I never realized or I, I don't know why I never really thought to look into it but I finally figured out who he was so I thought I would share that with you guys because he does beautiful beautiful work it's not just here in Korea there's some stuff that you can see in the states as well and you can also enjoy it on his Instagram and via his website so I just wanted to share that because I am a massive fan of his work I think it's absolutely beautiful and anything that is trying to promote multiculturalism here in Korea I think is a really good thing Korea is not a multicultural country at all Uh, and you know that causes a lot of problems for a lot of people from time to time that there is just you know not anywhere near the same dialogue about understanding other people and understanding different cultures and making room for foreigners and things like that it's very much a one-way street for a lot of people here that you know if you don't love it leave 
uh, and you know that's not very productive not very helpful so even things like this that you know show a little bit of diversity that not everyone wearing hanbok looks the same I think is really quite groundbreaking in a way for Korea uh, so I think he's doing really beautiful work uh, and I wanted to share that with you guys so that is my recommendation for the week I am going to wrap it up here I would love to hear from you in the meantime uh, feel free to come and follow me on Instagram I am at lauren.kbeauty uh, if you have a question for our question of the week if you have a segment or anything like that that you would like me to cover always feel free to hit me up I am open to your suggestions and always really welcome your feedback as well uh, I totally forgot to share one of our podcast reviews for the week but I did see a really lovely lovely one did come in so I'll share that next week I'll have to go and find that so thank you very much to everyone that has been leaving their reviews and I will catch you next week back here on the podcast and in the meantime I will see you on Style Story. 